Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. We are so excited to be back. We had the Combine this last weekend. Um, on today's episode, we're just going to talk about some of the winners and losers um, from the past Combine. Um, I'll also kind of recap my questions because all five of them got answered. And I'm not going to lie. I think I was pretty dead on with asking the questions that I needed to ask. Um, yeah. So without further ado, let's tailgate. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate podcast. On last week's episode, we went into the Combine with five major questions going into the Combine, and let's review, let's recap a little bit before we get to the winners and losers of the overall Combine. Let's get, let's, 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 let's recap what exactly we said right and wrong last week. So our number one question last week was how big is Bryce Young? Uh, we found out he is six foot. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Sure, I don't believe it. I still don't believe it. He's not six foot tall. They said he's the same height as Kyler Murray. I watched them two stand next to each other. Unless Kyler, which I could see his feet, was wearing platform shoes that went underneath the ground, then no, they are not the same size. So I don't know how he stretched his feet and legs out to make that happen, but he was apparently the same height. He's also 204 pounds. That is way fucking heavier than he needed to be. For this. So the question becomes, and I think that, you know, you should be asking yourself the same question. He's not going to, like, 204 is way too big, right? Right? Like, he was 176, is what he was listed at in college. I was expecting him to get to the 190s because I think he could realistically play the sport at 190. But 204, like, gee, Mani, that is way higher than I thought it was going to be. Um, and all I can say is he's not going to be playing at 204. I mean, that, that number does look good. And I think, you know, there's a reason he didn't compete at the combine. He couldn't. I mean, there's just no way that he's never played at that weight before. He's never played at a weight close to that before. That's gaining that he gained damn near 20 something pounds going into the combine. Like, I get that he wanted to like pass the the test and we all, you know, we had obviously that was my first question last week was how big is he going to be? I think he was too big. Uh, <laughs> as sad as weird as that sounds, I think he was too big. He, he should not have been 204. That is way bigger. And the thing is, is that every team's got to know that he's not going to be that weight when he plays. He's not, he's never played at that weight before. Why would he start now? So Bryce Young, I think he, he passed the test, but I think he might've, like outdone it, you know, he like corrected the skid too much a little bit. Um, so that's kind of, was kind of disappointing. Will B. John Robinson walk on water? Okay. So he didn't walk on water. Okay. They did. That wasn't one of the things in the combine. However, he did a really great job uh, watching him out there compete with everybody else. I mean, he had a solid 40 time. His cones were good. His 10 yard split was good. Like he answered all the questions. We didn't need um, him to say or do anything else, honestly, other than that. Um, he did, he did a good job and I, I can, I can't blame him for not like walking on water. It wasn't offered, but it, he solidified himself as the running back one. There's nobody else in this class 
that's close to him. Gibbs, which we'll get into when we get into winners, did show a lot more than I thought personally because his his profile is a lot more. His RAS score is a lot better than I kind of thought it was going to be. So, although watching Gibbs on tape, I still think as soon as he hits contact, he goes down a little bit faster than I would like. Um, I kind of like some of the other stuff that he showed at the combine. Um, all right, question number three was: Can Richard can Anthony Richardson be QB one? Uh, look, guys, I think he kind of made the argument. Um, he had probably the best combine that we've ever seen from a quarterback. He is gigantic. He broke the record for the vertical jump for a quarterback. I mean, he checked every box, like literally every box. He runs a 4-4, which we all kind of thought he was going to be at least a 4-5 um, at his weight. Nope, nope. He he is bigger, faster, stronger than every uh, everyone wants to – admit and the the craziest part is that i've had arguments on twitter about him being like oh this is just another malik willis situation no it's not no it's not he is not malik willis and the fact that there's people out there that actually like believe that um i i don't know what to say like he he showed everything that he could at the combine i get that when you watch or when you not even watch when you read box scores you're gonna have a lot of questions to yourself and that, that's what you're going off of. You're basing all of what you're saying and doing and believing off of box scores. If you're not down with giving Richardson a chance, because I think he solidified himself as a top four quarterback, I mean, top four draft pick this this year. Um, I still think there's a good chance Bryce Young and CJ Stroud go ahead of him. But in my personal beliefs, I would I would take him number one. The, again, like we started out in this entire process, Anthony Richardson is a giant mold of clay. You are going to have to shape it the way that he needs to be, but he is the highest ceiling prospect of any of these people. You have literally a gigantic weapon that you can use for a lot of things. And like he's built and I'm, I'm very excited. That one was, I nailed that one. That was a nailed question. I'm glad we, we ask it and it answered. He could be QB one. Uh, question number four was, will Devin a chain break the combine record? He didn't. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to more of it in a second, but slower than I thought. Not great. Not great, Bob. Um, and number five was, how healthy is Jackson Smith and Jigba? Look, I, I think I'm back on the Jackson Smith and Jigba train after that. Um, looked fantastic. He didn't run the 40, but he in all the other drills that he did, he looked like wide receiver one. Um and I don't I, – I think he was the big winner from the wide receiver group in the combine, and I'm pretty excited that we got to see him in action because it was great. It was perfect. Um, okay. On to the winners and the losers of the combine. Um, you know, I like getting the bad news out first. I'm one of those kind of guys. I like having, the you know, the good stuff on the back end. So let's just get to the losers um, of the weekend. Um, at the quarterback position, in my opinion, Will Levis was a loser of this weekend. I don't think that he blew the people out of the water that he was in because he was grouped up with the uh, Max Duggan, um, Stetson Bennett, um, th- that group, not not Anthony Richardson uh, or C.J. Stroud. They were on their own group. But in the first group, he didn't look that much better or worse than Stetson Bennett. I mean, he looked dead on like Stetson Bennett. He he said that 
before the combine, he asked answer a question. He's like, I got a cannon and I cannot wait to show it off. And then he immediately went off to not show it off. Um, never great when, when that's a, an actual thing that happens, but I think Will Levis was a bit of a loser. I think that he didn't answer any of the questions that those that have doubts about him, like myself wanted him to answer. Um, he didn't look bad. He did look the best out of that group, but you would think in a group with potential guys that aren't even going to get drafted. Cause I think Jaron Hall was also in that group. Um, with guys that probably aren't even going to get drafted, like Jaron Hall, I, Max Duggan, I think, is fighting for it. Stetson Bennett might be a fifth or sixth rounder. Um, you would think there would be the guy that's going to go in the first round would just be so far ahead of those guys that, like, and like he, his arm would look good. Everything, you know, you would think he would just look so much better than them that it wouldn't even be a question. But in my opinion, and according to the fans that were there, because they took a fan poll, Stetson Bennett looked better than Will Levis in the drills because I guess the expectation uh, was that much higher for those guys. But what, whatever the case may be, Will Levis was a loser for me. I did not love how uh, that shook out for him. Okay, on to the running back. I have Devin Chain as number one. Look, he was slower than I anticipated. And that's not good. That's not a good thing because I thought the first role for him was going to be on special teams anyway. Um, but this kind of muddies the water. I mean, he did have the best running back time. I think he was like a 4-3-2. Um, but I was expecting him in the 4-2s, probably a 4-2-8, 4-2-7. I thought we were going to be fighting for whatever, you know, the lowest for a running back. But he wasn't close. And that was kind of – Kind of disappointing a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping he would answer a couple more questions, but I think a few more questions need to be raised now um, because we had this exact – when it was him and Isaiah Spiller in the same backfield, we had questions about, like, why are they split? Why is it look like Spiller's good sometimes? Why does a chain look good sometimes? And then we were like, okay, well, Spiller didn't even play this year in the NFL, so – Maybe it was all on Devin to chain. Maybe Devin to chain was really the guy that needed to be, you know, more involved. And the kind of, I don't know, so far I, I, I'm I'm less than impressed um, with how that, that's turned out. So we'll see. I, I, I still, his landing spot's going to be crucial. It's going to have to be a team that's willing to have another back there already. And then he's going to kind of, you know, be a Tony Pollard-esque figure where he's kind of just helping. Um, but if he goes to a backfield that like Isaiah Spiller is going to sat behind Austin Eckler this year and probably going to be sitting by him, behind him for a couple more years, where that could be a Devin to chain situation depending on where he ends up. Okay. Uh, my other one is uh, Israel Ibakanda. Don't know how to pronounce that name. I need to figure that out though. But he didn't test. And for a guy like Ibakanda that I've been like waiting to see what he's going to look like compared to these other guys. Like, and this was a perfect chance for him for him not to, to do any of the drills kind of, I don't know, left a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm sure we're going to have to wait till the pit, uh, the pit pro day to kind of see if he's going to do anything there, which would be nice. But if he doesn't, I don't love that either. Um, and then the last one was Kenny McIntosh. He was really, really slow. Um, he is coming off of an injury, but I didn't think he was going to be that slow. Um, and then he kind of, to me, looked like a slow Tony Pollard and that not, not what I thought we were going to go into this, 
draft season with Kenny McIntosh looking at. But I think he might have moved himself from a fourth rounder to maybe a fifth or sixth, and I don't love that for him. Um, wide receiver size or side of things. Uh, Jordan Addison, wow. That was bad. That was really bad. He Jordan Addison did not look good at all. Um, I had him as wide receiver one going into this. I had to back him off to wide receiver three. Um, I I didn't love anything that he did. He was way slower than he needs to be at his size. Um, like like the numbers he put up are for like a six three guy, not a six one guy. And so I just kind of I you know I still can't disregard what he has on tape. Can't disregard what he's done in his career so far. But it does make me pause a little bit, and it makes me think that he's going to have to go somewhere where he can be the wide receiver two and not somebody that there is going to be a wide receiver one. He probably at some point in his career will get the chance to be the wide receiver one, and I hope he does that, but not right away. He's going to be sitting for a minute, I think. And that not sitting like as in not playing, but like he's going to have to be the third option or second option in an offense. That's good. I mean, that's just the way it is. And disappointed. Um Kayshawn Booty is the other one. Look, I, I still – I've seen what he's done. He was disappointing this year. He had a disappointing combine. I still like the, – the. I'm interested to see exactly how this shakes out for Kayshawn Booty because he profiles like a wide receiver one. He, he's a guy that you're going to be able to get a little later now than you thought you were going to. I think you might end up in the second round of the NFL draft, maybe third. But, like, if he ends in the third – the history of third-round wide receivers that end up working out is not a big high list at this current time, um, at least not right away. So I kind of thought he might be a late first-rounder even potentially. Like I know that was kind of a deep class, and that is kind of saying a lot. But like I thought maybe, but no, not, not at all. Um, and then I'm just going to, from uh, the defensive side, just because I haven't really talked about IDP, which I need to, which kind of stinks. Um, but the def- defensive side, Andre Carter, I mean, I, I'm perplexed by watching what he did at the combine. Um, he was the slowest, he was the weakest. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to make it at the level. I don't, I think I thought he could sneak in at the end of the first round. I doubt it. I really do. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't I don't know how he ends up in the first round. I don't know how he ends up in the second round. To be completely frank, I think there's a way more deserving people ahead of him, and it makes me nervous. That's all. I, I cannot believe it. I because two years ago I thought he could fight Will Anderson for like the top defensive, like the second best uh edge rusher and potentially the first best if he had a good year this year, and then he has just fallen off of a cliff. I would love to know what happened and why we ended up in that situation, but it's sad. So IEDP side, I would stay away from Andre Carter. Um, it's just doesn't look good right now. He's going to have a lot of work ahead of him. All right. The winners of the combine in the quarterback department, there was actually four winners for me. One, Bryce Young. I know when I started out this, I said he is way, he's overweight. Thing is, he's taller than he was supposed to be, and he met the correct weight that he was supposed to be. Um, we said he had to be over 190 to make this make sense, and he nailed it. He got it over 200. My concern is, and what concern for everybody should be, is what weight does he actually play at? Because it will not be 204. 
I doubt it'll even be in the 198s. I'm thinking he's going to have to drop 10 plus pounds to get back to a weight that he's comfortable playing his style of football at um, because he's not a runner. And so to have his mobility that has got him this far, um, the, the escapability, the just, you know, freestyling that he does, he's not going to be able to play at a weight that he's not comfortable with. And I don't think that 198, that's not going to cut it. He's going to be lower than that. So very interesting to see that. But at the same time, he met his weight. A lot of people had that probably on their clipboard, checked it off. And he has remained on the top of the draft. Still too short for me personally, but hey, it can work. All right. Anthony Richardson, obvious winner. I think he could be easily the quarterback one in this draft. Uh, Cam Newton is the last player that's tested even close to what Anthony Richardson did. It was a historic, historic combine for Anthony Richardson. I'm just if you watched any combine coverage this weekend, it's just so exciting that we got to see something like that. Just, I never thought we would. Um, CJ Stroud was another winner. Um, look, we had questions about CJ Stroud. I don't think we do anymore. His throwing is, is great. And the, some of the long balls that he was able to throw him and Richardson, both threw the long ball, the one Will Levis said he could throw, but didn't end up testing for it. Um, and that kind of, cons- that, that didn't, you know, cross off the checks. He looked like the best thrower there. Um, accuracy wise, he nailed every pass he threw. And for CJ Stroud to go do that, he definitely could be quarterback one. It's between, it's going to be argued between young Anthony Richardson and Stroud for the next three. And here's another thing that I think a lot of like this is, I'm early, I think, talking about this, but we're going to start talking about it. Having the number one pick doesn't mean as much anymore. It doesn't like bears. I feel bad because now there's three quarterbacks that could go in the top three. You just have to get to three and you get one of the three guys from this class. That is a much cheaper price than it is to go up to number one. Now, if you have somebody over the, like if, if a team is like, I want Anthony Richardson, I don't even want the other two, then fine. That's what they're going to end up with. But at the same time, if you're like, I need a quarterback, which of these three, you can get to number three with the Cardinals pretty easily, a lot easier than it's going to be for the Bears. So I think I feel bad for the Bears because that pick just got a lot cheaper because of how this combine shook out. All right. And then the last winner is actually Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, so he was in the group with uh, Anthony Richardson, TJ Stroud, and he held his own. I mean, he didn't look exactly the same as them, but he looked better than Will Levis. And Will Levis is going way the hell later or earlier in the draft than uh Dorian Thompson Robinson but I think Dorian Thompson Robinson made himself some money I think he could get drafted and I think he could get a chance to be um a starter on a team that you know misses out on the top guys and maybe gets in like an older quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that um Dorian Thompson Robinson's a good guy to get late um Saints I would just shouting out Saints I think you should be on this but that's just me um, running back wise, Bijan, obvious winner. He looked great in every drill he was in. Charbonnet looked good in his different drills. I was very happy to see that. And then Jameer Gibbs. Look, it, he was faster than I thought he was going to be. He ran in the four threes and he just looked apart compared to the rest of those guys and all of those drills. I mean, his RAS score ended up being a lot better than I thought it was going to be because I thought there was going to be a couple of ticks here and there. But 
he didn't. He met he met the 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 challenge. Um, I think those three guys are in the top, and then it's a wide gulf down to number four. Unfortunately, not super wide, but like I do think that there's three guys that you want from this draft, and then from three down, it's kind of a who who are you feeling? Because um, I think the three at the top are kind of solidified themselves. All right, wide receivers, we have a ton of winners, so we're just going to go through them very uh, quickly. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, as I mentioned earlier, was a big winner. He looked good in every drill he was in. Save Flowers, lightning fast, looked great out there. His catching was phenomenal, route running, great. Bryce Ford Wheaton nearly scored perfect Raz score. He was phenomenal. And I think that his draft, he now needs to be mentioned up with the guys. Like he needs to be mentioned up with the players um, that are up in the wide receiver conversation, because I think Bryce Ford Wheaton's going to be one. He's going to be one of those guys that goes late and you're going to be like, how did I miss this guy? I think he's the one. Um, and if it's not him, it's Andre, uh, Andre Iasovas. Look, uh, we mentioned him when we got back from the Senior Bowl. He made a lot of incredible catches that kind of just like were like, wow, okay, I cannot believe he made that catch. Like That was really, really good. Um, I would say like the actual route running of it all was like, okay, hit or miss. But his actual ability to catch the ball was probably one of the best that was at the Senior Bowl. So seeing him also at the Combine making incredible plays, incredible catches, and able to clean up those routes was quite good all right another winner was jonathan mingo jonathan mingo from Ole miss i liked him quite a bit um i liked his size i like everything about him speed was fine everything was fine uh last player i have was jalen hyatt from tennessee loved jalen hyatt uh, he met every challenge that he needed to i was very excited for jalen hyatt um and look, he was a Blitnikoff winner for a reason. I thought he was quite good, quite good. And I think that he needs to be mentioned up in the conversation with those guys that could be wide receiver twos and threes because I think he's going to get the chance. And I think teams are, like, hoping that people sleep on him because I think he's going to end up being one of those guys we look back on and are very excited with. All right. Moving on to IDP, get through this pretty quickly. Uh, Lucas Van Ness was a huge winner for me. I had a lot of questions. My only problem with Lucas Van Ness is that it gives off a lot of vibes of what happened last year. Um, I just don't know if I fully buy him being the number one pick in the – or not number one pick, but like one of the number one – um, defensive ends in the draft. I'm just kind of concerned with him as a whole. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to quantify it to to tell you. To be honest with you, like it's just kind of uh, unfortunate that he isn't isn't as good. He didn't start this year. Look, like what do you want me to do? He is. Um, he's not as good as some of these other guys in this, in this draft. And I don't like part-time players going high in my draft because I, at the same time, he's going to end up being a Trayvon Walker 
type of guy. Like that, that's my biggest fear is Trayvon Walker, Lucas Van Ness. That's exactly like that. They're synonyms for each other because Trayvon Walker was the same thing. He did not, well, I mean, he started, mind you, but he was a very like, they circled him in and out a lot. Like he, he got switched out a lot. So he wasn't always in there immediately. And look, if you're looking for a guy like that on your team, sure, he's the perfect person to put on the team. But at the same time, if you're looking for a guy to start and be like consistent, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson kind of guys where they're not getting flipped in and out, he's not it. And uh, that, that is very, very unfortunate. All right, my last winner was Isaiah Foskey. Um, I'm really excited for him. I think he worked himself into the first round, um, at least on the back half of it. Um, I think he is um, very underrated at this point in time because I think the the amount of good edge rushers in this draft is so deep that these names that are kind of like the fourth, fifth, sixth names, like Foskey is probably at this point, um, are kind of just getting left, and that sucks because you're going to get a good edge rusher later, but he doesn't have the splashy name as one of the top guys, um, which that kind of thing concerns me from Lucas Van Ness. But Lucas Van Ness was amazing in this uh, in the combine because while I have my doubts about Van Ness, he competed at the combine and he showed exactly what he needed to, and why not? For that, I, I have to commend him for it. But um, quickly, I'll go through where I'm at in f- as far as rankings go. Um, there was quite a bit of shifting. I was like just the entire time, just like shifting things back and forth and, uh, trying to get everything up and up and running basically. Um, so my number one wide receiver now is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I know we're back to where we started. It's kind of hilarious to me that we're back already back to that, but we are. And I don't mind. I don't mind that a whole lot, to be honest with you. Like it's fine by me. Um, Number two is Quentin Johnston. I'm, I'm a big fan of Quentin and I hope that he uh, shows himself out. Jordan Madison's number three. Kayshawn Booty's number four. I'm pretty happy with how they competed. I'm not happy with how they competed, but they didn't show themselves like completely out of the door. And for that, I'm excited about, and I am not seeing my rankings here, but that is kind of tough. Um, All right. My bad. Here they are. Sorry about that. Everybody that's listening. All right. Finally have them. All right. Quarterback one, Bryce Young. I know. I know what I've been saying this whole time. It's okay. Bryce Young is my quarterback one. I'm not too worried about it. Anthony Richardson's quarterback two for me. C.J. Stroud's number three. Hendon Hooker, who did not compete, but he did great interviewing, um, is number four. Will Levis, number five. Jake Hayner, number six. Number seven is Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Number eight is Aiden O'Connell. Number nine, Tanner McKee. And number 10, Malik Cunningham. These guys at the end of this draft, after the Dorian Thompson-Robinson, it's going to be a tough situation getting them in. Um, Stetson Bennett, I don't have listed. He's down number 13. Sure, he might be, but he's just – he's old, unfortunately. He's just old. I know. Quarterbacks, it doesn't matter as much, but for me, it kind of does. All right, running back-wise, Bijan Robinson, number one. Zach Charbonnet has not left number two for me. I just believe that he is the more ready RB1 for any team. 
Jameer Gibbs, number three. And then I think there is a gap between QB3 or RB3 and RB4. We have a Sean Tucker, number five, Roshan Johnson, number six, Tank Bigsby, number seven, Zach Evans, number eight, Tajay Spears, number nine, Kendra Miller, and number 10, Devin Achain. Um, this running back class is losing luster fast for me. I will say it right now because the three at the top, I believe, are every down backs, guys that you're going to be able to put on your team in Dynasty, and you're not going to have to for, you're not have to think about it. Um, the Sean Tucker, Roshan Johnson, Tank Bigsby tier, uh, maybe Zach Evans too, they have a chance, but they're going to have an uphill climb to get there, in my opinion. Um, the Tajay Spears, Kendra Miller, Devin Achain, Israel Abacondo tier are guys that like are way overhyped right now. And I think that it's going to depend completely on landing spot. Uh, there's still a lot of people that are hyped as hell about Tajay Spears. He looked average, average out there. I, I don't think that he made himself look any better or worse than he was when we were at the Senior Bowl. And he did look amazing there, but, like, against nobody. Like, he didn't have Roshan Johnson there to compete with because he got hurt on the first day. So, comparatively – not much of a difference. All right. Quarterback-wise, Jack Smith and Jigba one. Quentin Johnston, number two. Um, oh, yeah, I actually moved Zay Flowers, number three. Kayshawn Booty, number four. Jordan Addison, number five. Jalen Hyatt, number six. Downs, number seven. Marvin Mims, number eight. Rasheed Rice, nine. And number 10 is Jaden Reed. Um, I have a lot of tinkering still do, to do with this because, honestly – Josh Downs looked just okay to me. Rishi Rice didn't still looks average to me. And that part is unfortunate. Um, I'll quickly get to IDP real quick. I know I haven't ever done this one because I need to do an entire IDP session. Um, but Will Anderson's number one, Tyree Wilson number two, Nolan Smith number three. Nolan Smith was an absolute winner of the combine as well. Um, he looked perfect. Like, look, he looked like perfection. Um, Lucas Van Ness, number four. Keon White, number five. Isaiah Foskey, number six um, on that. Andre Carter pretty much fell all the way out, unfortunately. Um, linebackers, it's a it's a bad class for linebackers. If you need one in, in Dynasty right now in IDP, I would go trade for one. DBs, Antonio Johnson, Brian Branch, Brandon Joseph, Jordan Battle, Chris Smith. And I'm not going to lie. I know a lot of people are infatuated with Brian Branch, and I have liked a lot of his tape. He is a slot corner in a DB uniform, and a safety uniform. Sorry, um, you're gonna have to eat that because that's what the, that's the position he's gonna be playing. So, look, there there's gonna be times where they probably send they might send him on a blitz. I'm not as convinced. I'm still an Antonio Johnson guy, and that's just me personally. Okay, I'm going to get on out of here. Um, I appreciate everybody for listening. The combine was awesome. We just now – we have pro days left here in between. Um, not going to change my opinions a whole lot because of the pro days, but I will be reporting a little bit on who didn't compete at the combine that is going to compete during pro days. Bryce Young, I'm looking dead at you, my friend. Um, so thank you for tuning in today to the Dynasty Tailgate podcast. Uh, happy to have you, and we will see you next time.